You're listening to the Heroes Power Hour, presented by BlizzPro.com. Your hosts, Balrog Fan, Zexorus, and DJ Tyrant. Welcome, welcome everyone to the Heroes Power Hour. This is episode 119 of the Heroes Power, a Heroes of the Storm podcast brought to you by blizzfro.com. Thank you guys for joining us for so much. We have a lot to talk about this week. We have the new patch that was released today with Anna and Voskaya Foundry, uh, all the hero changes there, as well as HGC playoffs getting completely set and good to go. And uh, might have a little, little interview with some some talented heroes players uh but yeah uh i know a lot of you are here for that justin interview we'll be getting into that uh, very shortly but first of all as we do every week here on the heroes power we go around we introduce the hosts and we talk about our weeks in gaming Bellrock fan let's go ahead and start off with you how are you doing my uh, friend it's it's been a pretty good week been uh enjoying what we got to play today on the new patch that was a lot of fun i i don't know what to make of anna yet she seems pretty good though um i'm gonna wait till she drops in prices as per usual to uh pick her up but yeah i i, I think i like her um yeah definitely for sure uh Zexorus, that's the the typing you hear over there how are you my friend Darn it! I shouldn't have typed. I was gonna, I was gonna start mouthing words like I was muted. But uh, it's been an interesting week. I've undertaken a uh, project and and masochism. Um, I've taken an old Smurf that when all those Mega Packs were available, um, I bought the Tank Mega Pack on it, and that's all I'm doing is just running tanks. And I want to see the discrepancy between my old account. And my new account, mm-hmm. just be, just to see if there is a discrepancy, and if it's like right now, like my, my old account is like gold three or something like that, or or was at the end of last season, and if I'm like plat, like high plat, um, yeah, I'm gonna be kind of tilted over that, but I've got like a already you know forty five fifty games in, you know it's already got a, like a seventy five percent win rate on it. Or seventy-five, like it's it's above, it's above seventy uh, percent right now. So there you go. <laughs> it'll That's be really interesting good. Once I, it'll definitely be interesting once I start hitting uh, Hero League and start doing, because if I remember correctly, your initial Hero League placements, your seeding is determined by unranked draft. Is that right? Uh, like right. yeah, that sounds yes. right. Okay, so your unranked yeah. draft MMR is seeded by a quick match MMR. Your hero league is seeded by your unranked draft MMR, and your team league is seeded by your hero league. But only the first time you do them. After that, you're you're determined by your previous MMR in that queue. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right. So, and I've done no ranked in in on that account, so it's a fresh account. So it, it'll be really interesting to me to see how how this turns out. Maybe maybe I am a completely average player. <laughs> you know, well, no, that's why that's why I consider like 
high silver to uh, to high gold is you're you're not bad, but you're not good. You're just average. So we'll see we'll see how this turns out. Yeah, that should be an interesting experiment. Did you uh, did you make any arenas quit heroes? N- no. <laughs> No, yet. but I, yeah, I, re- yet. I, I rediscovered my love of ETC today. Yeah, um, no, ETC is super strong right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and definitely, <laughs> and we're def and, and uh, Diablo was a lot of fun to get back into the swing of using him and just taking people on trips to Suplex City. <laughs> Take me down to oh. Suplex City. But now, like, because I'm only getting them up to five and then I'm moving on. And then, so, like, I, Diablo's at five, so I've got to figure out who I'm going to level up next. It'll probably be a few games with Chen to get him to five. But of course. It'll, probably be, it'll probably be Arthas after that, just because I, I really, really need to learn how to uh, use Arthas. Because he's, like, one of the few heroes I, like, I just don't touch. Well, there's, I, there's a couple I, people you could talk to, I'm sure, about that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, friends of the show, et yep. cetera, et cetera. Uh, Physical art, how about you? How's your week been in games? Anything you want to talk about? Uh, the games have been good. Um, I gave up on the PTR after my first three attempts at trying <laughs> the queue. Yeah. Uh, I kind of gave up. But the first day I got to play a few games, but after that, the queue was just so long. And it's very hard to get people to play the PTR if they're not playing the new things. So it just is a matter of just, I have to wait until it goes live. Um, Outside of that, I did play quite a bit of Pure League, which is strange for me. And I actually had a game where they requested I first pick Geslo. And it was one of the best games I've had in a long time (laughs) because... They actually understood the concept Uh of turrets mean zoning. And if you stay in the turrets, the enemy stays zoned. It was wonderful. So (laughs) that was was my week. Um, Oh, and the interview. The interview happened last week. Yes, that that was my week. (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely something, I think, to be said about uh, playing heroes you're comfortable on. Um, You just definitely play a little bit... uh, more consistent than I think on lesser known heroes or, or warriors in physical arts case. <laughs> that's, that's, that's nothing against you. That's your own self-proclaimed like weakness in heroes. You're like, anytime you're in hero league, I know you complain about this. You're like, don't make me pick warriors. That's it. That's all I ask. Yeah. I've, I've gotten to the point where I just warn them ahead of time, whether I'm first pick or 10th pick where I'm like, look, I will play anything you want. As long as it's not a tank, like the, the, <laughs> the old Henry Ford, mm-hmm. you can have any car you want as long as it's black. So I, I cannot tank. I like to, I cannot do it. Don't know why. Just one of those things. I just defer to Willie when that happens. Yeah. Most definitely. Uh, but P Flame G, how has your week been in Heroes? What have you been up to? Uh, it's been good. I've I'm like seven games into my Hero League placements. Um, I, I have a positive record. I don't know if it's whether I'm five and two or four and three. Um, but which is already much better than my last placements. I went like two and eight, I think, last season. It was pretty mm-hmm. bad. Um, but other than that, uh, not much. I was busy all weekend. Yeah, kind of the same for me. I, I just been playing quick match and unranked here and there. 
Uh, obviously, we played some some games before the show. If you uh, don't know about that, we do actually play some games on this channel right before we do go live. Um, we used to, a long time ago, do after-show games, uh, but we realized uh, people people want to go to bed, all of us adults with jobs and, and stuff, so we started doing games before. So if you want to check that out, check it out at about uh, 8 Eastern, uh, right before the show. Um, yeah, been praying pretty casually lately. Nothing too crazy. Been uh, been pretty busy with other things. Uh, but we do have what a lot of people have come here for is the interview with Justine from Roll20 Esports. Now, is there anything we need to prep here for the interview? Any, anything you want, want to say about the interview or just uh, save it for post-interview? I was woefully unprepared for this interview, and I apologize. <laughs> I thought I wasn't doing it until about three hours before I was doing it. So I only had four questions, and my contributions are light. Hats off to Physical Art for doing a lot of the heavy lifting on this. Yeah, I did most of the preparation just because it was something I... After doing the one with June, it's become a thing that I very much enjoy doing because mm -hmm. there are players that, as wonderful as the captains are, you never hear from certain teammates who have been in the scene a long time. So it's something I enjoy doing, and he is a brilliant conversationalist and a brilliant person. So I'm hoping going forward I can continue to do more of these as well. Okay, so there we have it. Uh, Justine from Multipoint Esports talking all things HEC and Heroes. We'll see you on the flip side. Welcome, everybody, to the Heroes Power Hour. Uh, another week here, and we are live. Welcome, everybody, to the Heroes Power Hour. Uh, another week here, and we are lucky enough to secure another interview with somebody from HGC. Today, we have Justin of Roll20 Esports. How you doing, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me. That's great to hear. Artifice is here with us, uh, our wonderful co-host. Uh, so I just want to hop right in. Um, basically, I, I try to ask this of a lot of people because it fascinates me, but what what got you interested in competitive gaming? When did you know like this was something you wanted to really push for and do? Uh, probably about like three or four years ago when I was playing League of Legends with my friend Buds, who I'm still on a team with and our group of real-life friends we were playing that game and didn't really take it too seriously. Like, our friends, we just, like, played around, messed around. And then when HOTS came out, I was, like, thinking, well, I can't wait for HOTS to come out. That game looks so much fun. Like, when that comes out, I can just play that. And I got an invite, a beta invite in my email, and then I was trying to get all my friends to come play, and I got buds to come play. And nice. pretty much just liked the game a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same thing, except I never got good enough. <laughs> uh, Artifice, I'll toss it over to you. Yeah, um, with your getting into competitive, I read that you reached out to Glarong about auditioning with Buds. Did you actually know each other? Was that kind of like a blind invitation? Uh, I mean, did I know Glarong or did I know yeah. Buds? Yeah. Oh, I uh, didn't really know Glarong. I okay. met him like maybe one time at a previous LAN because me and Buds were on TNC for last year when it was just like top eight lands for NA. And I gotcha, think I met Glarong gotcha. maybe like once or twice at those, but never really like got to know him too well. 
Okay, a little different now. Um, so I read about you being one of the main forces behind the draft process. Does that stem from this love of chart analysis I read about, or is that more experience-based? Uh, probably a little bit of both. I do like working with like uh, technical stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. I did say in that, and it's still probably true that like if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably still just be like looking at charts right now. So the draft is kind of similar. Like I've got like spreadsheets, and I just like the like if you saw obviously I can't show it but like our draft prep mm -hmm. I do it with Goku and like uh, it started with like one small little section on a spreadsheet and it's like slowly grown into like two whole tabs where you have to go like all the way across like the whole spreadsheet like I'm pretty bad at organizing but like well maybe in, in maybe when you retire works. you can like publish those so we can see it <laughs> yeah it'll probably be a couple of hundred pages long by then like, <laughs> It just grows. Like I don't delete anything. I just keep it all, and just it slowly grows. But, okay. Yeah. I just drafting is like, like a really big part of the game. Like, I'll I'll have like dreams about it almost. Like I'll have like anxiety. I'll like wake up and I'll be like, oh, foul stat. Like, like what about this? <laughs> yeah. With the drafting, why do you feel there's such disparity between the regions, like North America, Europe, and Korea, when it comes to drafting? Because they're all very different. Uh, I think, oh, I think it's mostly just like comes down to playstyles that the different mm -hmm. regions have, and there's so many viable heroes I think in Heroes of the Storm that you can kind of just draft whatever fits your playstyle best. Okay. Uh, that being said, I think once it gets to like BlizzCon, I feel like the meta is probably going to end up being just whatever works best total. Like I think all the metas are going to kind of come together, and we're going to have just one one meta finally for the first time of the year. So I think that'll be kind of cool to see. Okay. Yeah. Charlie? BlizzCon's obviously a very exciting time. And uh, I know with you guys qualifying, um, you know, you, you always seem to constantly be motivated and improving yourself. Is, is that a philosophy that applies to other aspects of your life? Or is it something that just seems mutual to heroes? Because you're a phenomenal heroes player. And I know like that kind, that kind of mental strain and constant work it, it, it's a lot so do you is that something you that you, you just how you live your life or is it just the way you approach gaming uh i wish i could say it was because I, I i'd like i'd like to improve on things and like i try to like improve myself mostly just so that i can get better at the game like i've like read some like books for that and like done some like uh some like sports psychology stuff i've looked into okay. but it's mostly so it's like self-improvement stuff, but it's mostly just for the game. Yeah. So for me, it's kind of weird because the game is, to me, it's it's my job, but then it's also like what I like to do for fun. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if I'm avoiding problems that I may have in my real life, that's done by playing my job, or like doing my job basically. <laughs> right. So like it kind of like I can like slack off sort of on like real life stuff and have it still be productive because what I'm slacking off is just playing more hots. Yeah. So it's like dangerous a little bit of both, I guess. Yeah. Like I want I want to improve on other stuff, but in the end, it's pretty much just so that I can get better at hots, anyways. So if I am slacking off, it's just more hots practice, anyways. So. We're all works in project in progress, anyways. So I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, Artifice, I know you got a few more. Yeah, a little bit of a detailed one, but you'll be able to follow this pretty easily. It's the statistics I looked up in the last three months. So Goku joined on the ninth. Yeah, June 9th. And then we have the beginning of phase one, phase two, where June 25th 
was the last time you lost to Gale Force. And then Team Freedom and Tempo Storm in July. Then you won Bloodlust on the 30th. And then all three of those teams, you three and note in the second part of yeah. phase two, <laughs> including that five-minute game, which I still can't yeah. understand. Mm-hmm. But um, aside from the obvious, the three and owing, what do you think is the main difference between parts one and two of phase two? Was Bloodlust kind of a springboard of development, or was that too different from HDC and it was just practice? I think that was kind of just practice. Like, mm-hmm. bef- that... Uh, the first part of phase two, I'm saying that right, right? Yes. That's, okay. The first part of phase two, we were going through like pretty insane changes as a team with uh, picking up Goku. I don't think that was really the reason that we struggled in that first part. Like, I think if we still had Yoda, we would have still lost the same amount of games when we were in that time. That was mostly like we felt like we'd all hit a ceiling when we went to Sweden. And so we wanted to figure out like what the team can do to get past that ceiling so that we're not plateaued. And like with uh, charts and like with anything, like if you want to go past like a plateau, like you have to go down first. And that was like pretty much like what that phase was or that part was. It was like, we had to like basically break everything up and like start from scratch during that time so that we could do better than we were doing. And basically what happened is uh, we kind of changed how we were doing like drafting. We changed how we were doing like shot calling a little bit. Uh, and we pretty much just had to like figure out what our new roles were on the team because with Goku as part of it He plays similar heroes to what Glaurung plays So we had to figure out how to accommodate uh, Both of them having heroes that they're comfortable on in a draft. We had to accommodate uh, like the different uh, shot calling styles that we Like that, like Glaurung had and then like what like we wanted to do as a team with like Goku on the on the roster Like so we could play the game differently with Goku because he's so mm-hmm. aggressive and like the offlane and he like almost always wins his offlane so, like, we had to pretty much, like, rebuild everything, like, draft shot calling, like, pretty much everything. So, we were literally using that entire, like, split just to break that stuff apart and rebuild it. And then Bloodlust was around the time that we had, like, finally gotten everything figured out. Like, that was, like, when, like, finally everything was starting to be, like, put back together. And then since Bloodlust, it's just been, like, pretty much up from there. Yeah, it definitely shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bloodlust was definitely your guys' like kind of coming out party for sure. Like, yeah. oh, these guys are for real, for real. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, I just uh, I don't have a lot here. You should you should continue. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Um, I did a little bit more research. So, um, speaking of buds, your history with him, the reliance mm-hmm. between you over time, you know, from your history in school and all of that is something that I believe that players and teams can learn from. Um, and the fluidity you've shown obviously is reflective of that. What would you describe as the difference between good players and a good team? I think there's a lot of good players, but I think there's like very few good teams. I mm-hmm. think Heroes of the Storm is so teamwork dependent and like team focused that you could take the five best players in each role and put them on the same team and they won't be the best team. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's sort of like what happened with that's kind of like what was my theory on Tempo Storm when Tempo Storm was just dominating everybody. Like after they had won a little bit, I was thinking like like I don't think I didn't think at the time that they were all five were just the best in slot in their roles. But as a team, they played together well, and they just, like, won everything. And I think now that's still true. So I feel mm-hmm. like 
if a, I think like the biggest thing is just like if you are like if if there is a good player, like he just needs to make sure that he is like a team player first because that's what matters more. Like I think that being able to work well with others and having like bringing a lot to a team environment matters way more than what you can do on your own, especially in Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. To you, how important is having a team coach for accomplishing that? Well, since we haven't had one, uh, not at all, I guess. <laughs> not at all, I guess, uh, yeah. I th- that's something Maybe that we're kind coach. of looking into. Yeah, uh, it's something that we're sort of looking into because we feel like that might be something that could help like bring us to a higher level. But as of right now, we've gotten this far without having any kind of uh, like external coach or analyst. But I do Maybe. feel like that is something that should be valuable. Maybe for season two of HGC. Yeah. <laughs> or even PlizzCon, we're considering it. We're, like, thinking about it. Nice, nice. Now, now you've played together with Buds a long time. You read that you also played WoW. Was that PvE or PvP that you played? Uh, it was most... Well, with him, it was mostly PvP. But mm-hmm. we were just doing, like, Battlegrounds and stuff and, like, Arena and stuff. But uh, we both did some, some other stuff in WoW, I guess. Like, uh, I did a lot of raiding before... I really played with him. I was a little bit more into WoW than he was. And the, another so. statistical thing, raiding. <laughs> yeah, I was really into into raiding. I had to like get into a late night raiding guild in like middle school so that I could make soccer practice and raid at the same time. <laughs> like, I'd, like, go to, like, I'd wake up super, or I'd have to get up for school and be super tired because I had like raids the night before and stuff like that. Like, I, th- I think there's a lot of people involved in Blizzard who have gone through that as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but on, on a less serious note, let's say you're not in a serious mood. If you were to play Quick Match and hit Auto Select, what is the worst possible option it could be when the game loads? Mm, probably murky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried I thought it would be a fun idea to play him I played him yesterday in quick match and I just didn't have any fun so it fun. was like it was such a mistake I think, I think maybe that's because you're so used to tanking it's not not so fun to tank with murky yeah no <laughs> uh jumping in on heroes um heroes obviously it's I I personally feel like it's it's grown it's been a very um it's, it's been a work in progress, but I think they're finally been hitting their stride over the past year, year and a half, where they've really kind of smoothed out the release of Heroes and everything. But when you think about Heroes, if there was one thing you could change, what would it be? Right now, I wish they would remove armor, rework, yeah. revert all the armor changes, or like fix armor, because right now I think that's kind of an issue. Uh, uh, what, what do you okay. use an issue with that? Uh, just that me as a tank uh, on a Nubarak, I'm no tankier... Like, I take the same amount of damage when I get hit as, like, Apollo does at 13, like, with Gloom. Uh, yeah. Just stuff like that. I think that's an issue. There's, like, no difference. Like, I can be a big, scary Diablo, but I'm going to actually take less damage from getting hit than, like, like Apollo with Gloom or, like, any any hero with armor. I think that's kind of bad. Okay. That's fair Yeah, enough. that... I mean, I, it, it is... was always weird to me that the tanks weren't they didn't have any very different properties other than what was in their kit and skill tree. So that yeah. that's definitely something that could fix that. Mm-hmm. Are there any Blizzard characters that you would like to see in the game that aren't already? Mm. Not so much. Maybe if... Uh, well, any, any new tanks would be welcome. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anyone really... Uh, it'd be cool to get, like, uh, one of the... Uh, I'm gonna. I don't want to mess up what I call them because I'll get 
Oh, give me a give me a, a pit lord. I want one of those, like a Manoroth or something. Okay. I want one of those. Oh, okay. Jaraxxus, I think, was one of them as well. Probably. There's a lot of them. I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the lore fiends will come for you. Yeah. Blizzard has a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. I will gladly take all the lore Twitter bullets. I'm terrible at lore, so direct them here. Nice, nice. But, uh, yeah, here this has been a, a, a game that's been building for a long time now. With the competitive aspect in HGC, how do you think there can be growth from the amateur scene into the pro scene to make it grow more in North America? Is there anything that you think would assist that, like as far as like more events or things like that? Uh, I think maybe just more incentive for players in general. I'm not sure if what the plan is for next year, but for a lot of people, it's like the base salary for this year was like a really good start by Blizzard. I think that's good. But that's not gonna actually like make people come from like other games. It's not gonna like make people like mm-hmm. really focus on like going pro at the game. They're not gonna like quit their jobs to do it, like unless the like the payout is higher. So I think that's a big issue. Maybe more uh, incentive for open teams, just in general, not even for winning open, but just incentive for open. Because I feel like there should be more teams, or just like more. Maybe Blizzard could like sponsor like small like. Uh, like in-house leagues like I'm not sure if it's still going on but like like there was like chair league and stuff like that just so that people can play in team environments more and see if they actually like it yeah because I think that stuff helps a lot also I guess like they're, they're doing good with like the college stuff but just having more players in open in general I think is like the biggest thing because I'll watch the open from time to time and I'll see the same people that I was like playing with like trying to make teams with and like people who like didn't want to play with me like two years ago and stuff like that and it's like I'll still see them in open it's like I'm not sure where the new players are but I think there just aren't enough players in open for it to get too competitive like I think the crucible teams for the most part should be the HGC team should be fairly safe for the most part besides maybe like the top open team having a chance yeah, that's that is a problem with without incentive incentivization for the amateur teams that are regularly pay, placing between fifth and eighth. You know, they have no real drive, and and it can probably feel like they're chasing a, a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow that doesn't exist. You know, because it's so hard to break into open. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> this has been a phenomenal year for your team. Like. To think about when we first started covering HTC, and and we obviously we, we don't gotta we're not trying to talk about this, but the two eight fiasco at the beginning, mm-hmm. and how far everything has come from that point where we're yeah. going, man, these guys are probably gonna get bounced in the crucible with all this drama around the team. Are, are they gonna be able to like because this was like a week before the the leak started and everything? So, you, Justine, what do you want? What do you hope people remember the most about Roll Twenty at the end of this year? Mm, I guess just the, mm, I think it's kind of like we're an example of like the sort of like almost like new blood coming to like the top. I think Freedom is also an example of that, but Mm -hmm. um, because everyone expected like the teams that were like previously already at the top, like the old like hardcore veterans to be the best. But I think what happens is in the league format, everyone gets better much, much faster. So when you have that league format, basically the teams that benefit from that the most are going to be the newer players who haven't had as much experience. So then suddenly the veterans get like pushed out. 
So, which is kind of what happened. Like now, like a lot of like the old like diehard veterans, besides like Glarung, almost all of them are on like the lower teams and like Team Freedom. It's like like mostly new players, like and us. Like we like coming up. So I feel like it's basically just don't underestimate. I guess like the the newer players or like the like the quote like weaker players because they mm-hmm. usually have the most improvements to be made in like the league system. It's pretty much like yeah. what happened with us. That's, I mean, that's a great answer. I ask you what you know, what you, what yes. you want people to remember about your team, and you hope that it's an inspiring message for other teams coming up, and, and yeah. to not sleep on other teams. That's that's great. We talked about that last week a little, Charlie, about how it wasn't that the higher teams were getting worse; it was that everyone else was getting better. Yeah, definitely. And they weren't waking up to that too. So. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, because we were talking about Tempo Storm and why they might have fallen, and yeah. Yeah, and Liquid too. Same with Liquid. Mm-hmm. Um, but wrapping up for me, outside of HDC and competing for the title, what do you look forward to during BlizzCon? Oh, just the venue. I think uh, BlizzCon, I've never been to it, but I've seen like pictures and stuff. Yeah, it looks it's really, so really exciting. Fun. Yeah, it looks <laughs> amazing. It's just like yeah. just meeting you... people. It'll be mm-hmm. really cool. The statues even just are really cool to walk around and see all the statues and everything. Yeah, it'll be cool to see if we have fans too, because we the last two events we went to were in Europe, so like maybe saw like one person who was like <laughs> heroes. Like, uh, you're not not fanatic. Like there, there there's there's quite a bit over the last year. I remember yeah. last year we couldn't even find seats for the finals. We had to sit in yeah. a different hall because it was completely full. So it's it's definitely building, and yeah, we have awesome. the new hall this year. So it'll be interesting to see what moves around. The narrative around your team, too, seems to be the great hope of NA, so I think you'll have plenty of people in attendance <laughs> wanting to shake your hand and, and cheer you on. I definitely yeah. agree with that. I remember at the beginning of this, like you said, I remember watching somebody's cast about how they were kind of like it was a teammate, a teammate place eight. Now it's like, oh, well, I'm sorry we said that, you guys. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> So, but I'm I'm sure it's thrilling for you guys, and you thank you so much for joining us. I know it's been a long time coming, but I did not want to interrupt that planning process that clearly paid yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it was first we got the the 22 and 0 against MVP Black. Now the five minute core. I'm kind of afraid of what's <laughs> next. So <laughs> yeah, how do you well, top a five minute core? <laughs> uh, like months of draft prep, I guess. We've got like over a month for BlizzCon, so we'll see if we can do better than that. Sure. There you go. It's great. It's great. Well, thank you for coming by. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I know uh, all of us here at the Power Hour will be rooting for Roll20 at BlizzCon, so we really appreciate you you stopping in. (laughs) Yeah, a bit biased. Thanks Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Uh, Any shout-outs or anything you want to mention before we go? Uh, Just shout-outs to Roll20. I'm selling out. Uh, Check out Roll20. Check them out. Follow them on Twitter. And yeah. the merchandise, the jerseys and everything. Yeah, we're for selling these and pink ones, too. Those are great. So, yeah, yeah. buy those. Sell out and get those. <laughs> yeah. Because they're great. <laughs> pretty much it. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll be joining our regular cast in a moment here. Thanks. So I have to ask, oh. Physical Art, are you getting a Roll20 jersey for BlizzCon? You're muted. We're all muted because I, I told you guys to be quiet. But thank you. <laughs> Go ahead. I am getting a jersey. I actually 
tweeted to somebody uh, who bought one asking about the fit and Roll20 company responded to the tweet with the sizing charts. And now that I know what size to order, I am actually planning on getting it this week. So I'm oh, cool. very excited about that. I might have to do that as well because I definitely want to uh, support Roll20 at BlizzCon. And like uh, like Charlie said, the, the great NA Hope seems to be It's difficult Roll20. to decide because they have... Uh, the home one is white and the away one is pink and it's kind of tempting so yeah but yeah that was a really great interview guys uh thank you guys for getting that set up Hold and up. everything and uh Zextris, what's up there was additional things that were mentioned after the interview that we should probably touch on oh yes yeah so like i i because i was the one that recorded that um but what had what had happened was I, I you know they did their the interview fantastic job you two, um, and then I I jumped in because it would have been too too jarring for this you know disembodied voice to start talking during the interview, <laughs> but we I, I touched on like my my idea about how Blizzard could improve Team League by making it actually worth something um, by either giving like the top team who who doesn't who don't have players on an HTC open team that's already in the playoffs or something like that, um, giving them a uh, a playoff spot um, in the playoffs for the HGC open is maybe uh, uh, I'll call it a wild card. Um, and he was actually pretty interested. He, uh, he didn't think that was a bad idea. Because, and he mentioned that he definitely thought uh, that, uh, let me think, he definitely thought that Team League needed to have more value to it. Yeah, some more incentives. It, so, but do you guys, because uh, I don't really remember um, anything past that particular conversation. No, we didn't talk too much after that because he had, he had somewhere to go. So we let you ask your questions and you pretty much bounced. We talked about Warcraft a little bit, I think. Mm. We cool. talked a little bit of, of Warcraft. We talked a little bit about PTR and Anna, but he said they don't really pay too much attention to that either. So Yeah, yeah, they don't, they don't play new heroes, you know, because they're in tournament mode. So, yeah, most definitely. I, mean, I think you might have a little feedback on your end. I'm yeah, sure. I've got something going on there. I don't know. What is there we go. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um good interview. Really enjoyed the insight from Justine. Definitely one of my favorite uh, players in HTC right now. But uh, we do have a, a patch to be talking about. We did get a pat brand new patch today, along with brand new hero in a brand new battleground, Anna from Overwatch as well as Voskaya Foundry. Um some really interesting changes though. Merc camps getting changed on the new map foundry. Uh Shrines and Battlefield of Eternity. So some new stuff to, to look forward to, Bauer fan. Yeah, they're changing the Impaler and Troop Camps. Uh, they're basically giving them uh, their early game health is going to be slightly decreased, but their base damage and scaling values have been increased roughly by 50%. There's a lot of compl complaints about the Impaler and Trooper Camps not being as strong and not having as much value as other camps. So uh, Blizzard listened and... Uh, change that up i i didn't really notice it we we did play on battlefield of eternity earlier 
but I was primarily just fighting people and dying a lot in that one game. That was a that was a bloodbath. So. That, was, that was a mess of a game. <laughs> yeah, I, I never really saw how how much of an impact that has, but it's definitely a step in the right direction because they they definitely were the least impactful out of all of the the uh, camps. Mm-hmm. And then uh, some changes to Hanamuru and Voskaya Foundry. How do you say it? Voskaya? Voskaya. Voskaya. Uh, Voskaya Foundry. Um, mercenary item drops no longer require a short channel to be picked up, which is kind of a big deal. Um, just a quick, uh, quick touch, and you can pick up things like the scouts and whatnot. And... Uh, yeah, and um, support camps can no longer be captured with bribe talents as well, so that's probably good because those support camps were pretty strong when you could just basically get them for free. Yeah, and I I think these are good changes for the game overall. And um, any other thoughts about this before we move on to some of the other stuff? Yeah, I just wanted. To, I think. On the support camp, there was a lot of feedback in like community that they were all asking for it. But basically, it's because it was debatably the strongest camp in the game because it actually could help you win a team fight, and it took one bribe stack. And yeah. so it was just it was so low effort to get. Um, it was just it was really really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it makes sense. It's like same same reason you can't bribe a boss, you know. Yeah much value for that just meaningless giveaway basically of something that's easily farmed (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and then some other changes to certain uh, vehicles uh more specifically the dragon knight got some changes between the ptr and today's patch getting its movement speed reduced by 20 percent and starting health reduced from 9300 to 8350 so as a note this is because yeah. All of the vehicles are becoming unstoppable. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly. just a random Dragon Knight nerf. No, yeah, it's because they're <laughs> on top of the unstoppable. Got to adjust that a little bit. And uh, Voskaya Foundry is added to the rotation. I actually haven't played the Battleground yet, so I'm interested to see how it uh, how it plays out. Play I or... got to play a game on it today, and it was... About a billion times better than Hanamura will ever be. Like, it was legitimately fun the entire time. Like, the, it just, the first 10 minutes were just like this constant bloodbath as everyone was trying to just uh, capture that first point. So. Yep. This, uh, yeah, it was it was a hell it was a hell of a lot of fun. And then did you the, play the conveyor belt game? No, because I was playing <laughs> Diablo. Uh, I was playing Diablo at the time, so the conveyor belts never really affected me that much. If I had somebody there, um, I no, actually, I okay, I take that back. I kinda did. Um, I body block somebody because uh, one of those conveyor belts has kind of like a, a little choke point where there's two little blocks. I think it's on the bottom. And like I just body blocked somebody completely as Diablo just by like planting my body there so they couldn't like run away. It was pretty funny. So that was that was my experience on Volskaya. Yeah, I think um... So I don't remember if we've had this discussion before, 
Um, maybe we had it last week. But uh, how do y'all feel about new new maps going immediately into the ranked queue? I don't like it. Yeah, that I don't think that's something that's very um, very beneficial for the players trying to rank up. Obviously, I think it's kind of the same thing: new maps and new heroes for at least one week, the first week they're live, because there could be spite picks, there could be people picking it because they played it on the PTR and it's so much the same and it's not really anything even close. So just even one week is good. Yeah, I, I totally agree that there should be some sort of grace period before we get a completely brand new map just thrown into into ranked play. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to play the, the new Battleground. It definitely looks like a huge improvement over uh, Hanamura, our last Battleground that we got into the game. Uh, but this patch also included a whole bunch of brand new hero changes. We did get to see... Nova gets some changes. Uh, sight is increased on the holo decoy, so it has the same exact um, vision as a regular hero. Remote delivery was removed at four, and holo, stabi holo stability at four got increased cast range, sight range, and duration of holo decoy by 100%. Oh, I thought someone, <laughs> thought someone wanted to say something there, so I stopped. But uh, yeah, uh, we do have anti-armor shells at, at level seven, getting additional functionality, basic attacks, also decrease the physical armor, but your, your target by 10 for three seconds, and then psionic efficiency at 13, range increase from 10 to 15%. So some quality of life changes for uh, Nova, it looks like. Some utility stuff, mostly with the, uh, the clone, uh, but that's nice to give it because right now it's mostly um, there to juke players who can't keep track of anything. Mm -hmm. um, and once they have played against Nova like three times, uh, it's a useless ability. Uh, Actually, I guess you know, it's pretty good I... if you're like diving towers and stuff. Because if you drop that first and then you shoot, it's nice. But other than I, that... I actually use it to soak tower shots in the early game. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good use of it. It's really, really useful in that regard. I mean, and every once in a while you bait a few abilities out, which is nice, but mostly for it's to pull them, it's pull, it's to pull enemies off the wave and soak tower shots. Yeah. But giving us vision stuff will be nice. Yeah, you can actually use it as a scouting tool now. The psionic efficiency increase on the uh, snipe is also, I, I imagine, pretty impactful. I don't know how how much that translates with that extra 5%, but having more range on snipes definitely a good thing. Yeah, you're, you're never going to complain about getting additional range on uh, abilities, I don't think. So, good stuff for, for Nova players. I haven't played Nova in a long time. I don't know if this will change that at all. But, uh, yeah, some other really big hero changes... Uh, looking at Rhaegar, as I bring these up right now, but Rhaegar, uh, they, they only change chain heal stuff, but these are pretty significant changes. Chain heal, cast range is being reduced from 8 to 6, bounce range reduced from 8 to 7, and primary target healing reduced from 334 to 250, And but the secondary bounce healing has been increased from 167 to 250. So that burst healing he initially got on the queue not going to be nearly as good um, and it's going to be a little bit harder to get maximum value out of 
the bounces, and that's going to be interesting. It's going to be an adjustment for players um, because so. it is a range change. Uh, yeah, and I think this is something that was kind of needed because back when Rhaegar was first made, you know, back in the alpha days, he's just kind of like, you know, the guy who had the bounce heals. That's really his whole identity. That's all that needed to be thought about. Well, now you got heroes like Stukov where you got to place the globe and you got to rely on your targets to spread it. Morales has energy management. You know, there's a lot more dynamic aspects of, uh, of um, heroes support kits these days. And... Chain heal felt kind of busted for how good it was. You know, it was just so brain dead, basically. So they're they're making a little bit of uh, skill involved, uh, putting a little skill involvement behind chain heal. Uh, that's going to also require a little bit of uh, knowledge and, and teamwork from your from your teams because the bounce healing will be more important than the uh, initial, or just as important rather. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, like you said, it makes it more consequential how you decide who gets that initial heal. Uh, versus how it used to be before. Um, any other support players want to chime in? I, I, I think I like these changes because Rhaegar was kind of climbing mm. up to be numero uno support player, <laughs> support hero. Um, so this helps bring him down, I think, a little bit from from the sky. Yeah, I definitely agree. He uh, he, he, he had really, uh, his ability to solo merc camps gives him an edge on most heroes and uh his damage is pretty good so you gotta mm -hmm. hurt him somewhere without hurting his kit so I, I think this was the way to go yeah definitely um as far as other heroes that got changed the big one really is johanna um i don't know who wants to talk about this but uh there's a ton of changes here uh Zexus, have you had a chance to look through these changes uh, i haven't gotten a chance to play the new Johanna yet, but I'm definitely, definitely interested in uh, especially her her falling sword rework. Um, I it seems useful now. Um, uh, yeah, the damage is reduced, but it has that bounce that mini stun on it, the bounce up, and then it adds that 50% slow. And that is actually going to be really, really good. Um, so, really, I'm, I'm looking forward to messing around with that. The the laws of hope changes um, is are pretty interesting to me, if I'm honest, because I assume those those will scale over the course of the game. Um, yeah, I think it's a safe assumption. They put yeah. hold your ground at level one, which I feel, I mean, an increase on iron skin shield and its cooldown is reduced by four seconds seems a lot more important than laws of hope now to me. A 30% right. of your max health shield or uh, heal is pretty nice though. It, it, yeah, it is. But aren't, aren't you really, you know, if, if you're Johanna, you got to just trust your support to heal you when you have an option like getting iron skin, you know, reduced by four seconds. But taking mm -hmm. that responsibility or lessening the pressure on your support can also be pretty big, well, I think, as well. well it's here, true, but you do that by, by you know, having more access to Iron Shield. Iron Shield is a 20%. It increases the shield by twenty an additional 20%. It's already mm -hmm. a very strong shield for, for damage mitigation and having access to it more often. I don't know. Well, here, I think you could make an argument for both. That's that's what's the fun that's part fair. about this. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Zex has been trying to jump in here. Yeah, Zex. sorry about that. Yeah, so 
Here's the thing about Laws of Hope. The 20-second cooldown means you get more, you get 30% of your maximum health back faster. You combine that with the normal cooldown of Iron Skin, and you're probably going to get more value over time from the Laws of Hope healing every every uh, every 40 seconds. So that that's something to think about as well, um, because it heals uh, under your shield, and then continues on from there. So that's why I'm thinking Laws of Hope is still going to end up being the pick, but Hold Your Ground, Hold Your Ground is definitely nothing to sneeze at either. Um, I just always pause when a talent gets moved from like 13 or 16 down to one or four. You know, you gotta gotta really yeah. evaluate it. <laughs> you, you're not you're not wrong. Um, her level four tree is just all kinds of weird to me now. Conviction. I believe is either the move speed talent or it's the I don't have heroes up in front of me right it's, now. Uh, I think it's the move speed. Yeah, yeah, you get move speed when you activate your W, which is a really really nice talent. Yeah, that's an amazing talent for Johanna. Um, being able to you know hit that conviction and then run in there and get more people stunned is is absolutely amazing. Um, I, I I don't know what to think about Zealous Glare. I mean, being able to blind someone for up to three seconds is amazing. Um, but you can't, like, hit multiple people, like, in that time. You've got to commit to somebody. Otherwise, that that, that blind will wear off eventually. I'm um, sure that'll sub get taken when you take her as a counter pick, you know? Uh, yeah. When you're trying to blind Illidan or something. Subdue, I think, is going to be the way to go with its new functionality. Um, just because of how teamfight-oriented Johanna is and her ability to hit multiple heroes with a, a single punish, um, that 80% slow is going to be absolutely, you know, insane. Um, the Holy Fury is going to be incredible as well. Uh like I, I want to like Blessed Hammer. That used to be my go-to, but I hate like, Blessed Hammer. It's my it's one of my least favorite talents in the game. It, it was pretty bad, honestly. But like the rest of rest of her talents at sixteen were pretty garbage. Yeah, honest. but just like it feels so random. Like I got this big hammer flying around that may or may not actually accomplish anything. No, you just got you got to know where the start point is on the hammer, and then you can kind of play around that. Um, but the Holy Fury is just going to be absolutely insane, especially with a uh, falling sword and now uh, conviction at level four. Uh, each each hero being hit by condemn increases the damage by forty percent for five seconds. So if you hit five heroes with a condemn, that's you know. That's 200% increase on Holy Fury. And combine that with Johanna's ability to just walk forward on people with, with you know, and people not being able to stop that, you know, is just going to be absolutely, you know, insane. Um, fanaticism, I like it. Increasing the duration of Iron Skin by two seconds is always nice. The blinded by the light talent is the one that is really going to be. It makes it makes me pause. 
you know, because indestructible is usually the way to go, right? Um, but get, giving her a storm shield talent that has a cooldown for every enemy hero you hit with a shield, shield glare by eight seconds, that's actually kind of insane. You know, because some of these team fights in the late game kind of just drag out sometimes. And if you're hitting, if you're hitting repeated shield glares, you know, that's another possible, you know, 25% shield coming out to your heroes consistently. Um, indestructible. You can, you can theoretically do, hit ten, uh, or five people at once, and you only need to hit what twelve to get a full reset. Uh, about. Well, no, not even that, because if it's, it's five it, seconds, not eight, if you're going by eight. Right. Wait. The patch Did notes I say, say five you're seconds. By eight seconds. Yeah, the patch notes say eight seconds. So the ability says five when I hover it. Oh. Huh. That, well. well, I'm going by what the patch notes say. It says eight seconds. So if it's five seconds, then maybe it gives me a little bit more. To hit 12 heroes for a full yeah. cooldown reduction. Yeah. It, and we are getting confirmation that people are saying in game it does say five. So the five okay. and the eight are really close to one another on the number key. Maybe, maybe someone at Blizzard mashed Fat Finger to. Fat finger to five into an eight. <laughs> They're but using still, a numpad. Yes. But still, that's a couple of shield glares, and that comes out really quickly in, in team fights. So that... Something like that really, makes her a really, pseudo, like an off support. Yeah. That's it's, a lot it's, of shielding. Yeah. It's really hard to give up uh, indestructible, though, because that just... It saves you I, so many times more than it should. It saves you a lot, but if you can heal your or give your allies like a, I mean, it's almost like a Lucio ult. It just fades a little faster. Yeah, and you can all you can conceivably get two off in a team fight. Like that seems to me like it's gonna be more valuable than I get a four second invulnerability. Yeah, because indestructible it did get a slight nerf as well. Yeah, its yeah. duration mm -hmm. is down from to four seconds from five. But, like, I am really, really, really interested in this new Johanna, and I'm looking forward to being able to mess around with her. Maybe I'll start playing her tomorrow on the Smurf. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing, especially messing around with the, uh, the new Falling Sword. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I'm uh, really excited to see how she plays, and definitely she's been one of my favorite uh, heroes to play in the past and with me playing warriors a bit more consistently now i definitely will jump on to that any any closing thoughts on this patch before we move on to uh esports stuff because the um, uh I'll... the dehaka skin is probably one of my favorite things in this entire patch right now oh right which one is yeah. that the, there's the diva a haka? oh yeah, 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 yeah that's the a good diva one dehaka skin if you haven't seen it yet, there is a new pink Dehaka skin and pink Lucio <laughs> skin that are pretty spectacular. I want that Lucio one. <laughs> I just yeah, want them to bring good. Gret. I just want them to bring Gretzky Lucio in finally. I've been waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, the Hot Rod Tracer one is pretty good, but the Dehaka one is definitely my favorite. Yeah, no, definitely go check out the new skins. There's a lot of cool stuff. But uh, as far as esports stuff, we had our final weekend of HGC Pro for 2017. It's kind of sad. 
it's been a really good year. I know, but it I seems mean, like, so so late in the year. Well, doesn't it feel like I don't know about you because I was thinking about this the other day, but man, this feels like it has just been like a very long road to get here, and it, it has it's rare been. for me to be this involved in something like that's you know sports related, esports related for this consistently, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I really think they've done a good job of pulling in someone like me, who's, who at best was a casual fan of like esports in general, you know. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. play for fun, you know. That that's that's me basically. So hats off to H U like we're we're just at like kind of a stopping point right now well not really a stopping point we're going to the playoffs but it's a good time to reflect when uh when the league is over and you move on to the playoffs yeah most definitely um i think we'll do that in a couple of weeks actually kind of really reflect on this because there's going to be that downtime period between Blizz, uh before blizzcon but this oh, week yeah. we have some cool stuff to really be looking forward to as both hec pro and HEC Open have their playoffs coming up very, very soon here. HEC Pro playoffs are this weekend. But really quickly, we're going to go through the final standings of the regular season um, as we uh, go through NA, which is going to be Roll20 Esports. We just talked to Justine uh, about uh, their performance and how they've been doing. They finished at 11-3, and three, uh, securing the number one seed from North America and guaranteed, punching that ticket to BlizzCon. Team Freedom as well at 11-3. and three. Uh, punching their ticket to BlizzCon. I don't know if this came down to their head-to-head matchup or just the game-win-loss record, but obviously Roll20 had that type. Whatever the tiebreaker was there, uh, so that they have that. Uh, number three was Gale Force Esports at 10-4 uh, for num- the number one seed for the playoffs coming up this weekend. Tempo Storm at 8-6. and six. Space Station Gaming at 6-8. and eight. Superstars at 5-9. and nine. Lag Force at 4-10 and 10 into the Crucible and Even in Death at 1-13 into the Crucible. Space Station Gaming, like, what happened to them? We were so excited for them, I think, early on in the season. And then they kind of just, just faltered a little I bit. I think in Phase 1, Tempo Storm was slumping a little bit. And Team Freedom was still kind of getting things together. So Phase 2, Freedom really picked it up. And Space Station stayed, I don't know, I don't think Space Station really changed between the two phases. Tempo Storm got their act back together. Team Freedom really improved. And, uh just there's only so many spots at the top yeah i still think they're miles better than superstars yeah no yeah they've been a lot more consistently competitive than than the superstars were have been Mm -hmm. so let's go to the playoffs then and kind of talk about our thoughts about this coming up friday september 29th uh, in the best of five it's going to be superstar super Superstars versus Space Station Gaming. Carl, you just said you think Space Station is kind of heads above uh, Superstars. And I I think I agree with you. I think it'll be either 3-1 or 3-0 in favor of Space Station. Um, Any other thoughts Mm -hmm. on this series? I I think this is probably the easiest one to to call out of the the NA playoffs. I'll I'll be really, really surprised if... uh... Superstars wins wins this. They just they just don't look good right now. Yeah, it's it's hard to pick superstars with the way they've been playing. I, I'm Space Station Gaming has been doing well enough to uh, to look like the favorites here for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, just going down that path, uh, we're thinking it'll be Tempo Storm and Space Station Gaming. Uh, I feel like Tempo Storm is strong enough. 
at this point that they should beat them three one three two maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it. Feel like this one's pretty pretty straightforward this time around. Nothing too crazy. Yeah, I mean, and then and then of course if that plays out the way we think it's going to be Gale Force versus Tempo Storm, and it's hard to pick against Gale Force, you know. Uh, yeah. No, not for me right now. Like I think if it, they can if beat it, Tempo Storm. I I don't Tempo think Tempo Storm can beat Gale I don't, Force. Right now. I I think Space Station Gaming could beat Gale Force right now. I um, don't agree with that. That's fine. <laughs> you you are free to disagree with me on this. But if if Space Station somehow makes it past Tempo Storm, which with this. They, both Tempo and, and Gale Force have kind of been faltering here in the recent weeks. They haven't looked as strong as they should. Um, I, I I don't think Gale Force or Tempo Storm can beat Space Station Gaming if if they actually if they actually show up uh, now. And now now in the case that. Tempo Storm moves on. I think Tempo Storm just rolls Gale Force. Like I don't. Sorry, Jimmy. I I know you're gonna argue with me on that. And <laughs> that's fine. But like Gale Force just is not looking the same that they did at the start of uh, Phase Two. Um, they they've got to figure out what's going wrong over there, and they've got to they've got to really just hammer it down at this point. You know, I, I I'm just going off past performance, and Gale Force has beaten Tempo Storm both times they played in the regular season, three two the first time and three one back uh, at the beginning of September. So I don't know. I I feel like Gale Force. I, I think that I think they've got this. I, I'm not too worried about them. Um, both both them and Tempo Storm I know at least are scrimming in person preparing for these matches so i think they're they're both taking this very serious i don't know what space station superstars are necessarily doing to prep for for this but i know uh both kill force and tempo have been very uh public about their their uh preparation for hcc playoffs and i know tempo storms in like la right now all together i think gale force is in la as well so that'll be interesting if they do uh match up against each other it should help. They were definitely both struggling with their games, especially, like, say, one of them. Obviously, one of them does take that third spot. Like, who is going to help them as far as the BlizzCon tournament? Like, where's their stepping stone, or is it just going to fall back down again? Yeah, the one thing I will uh, give these extras is they are changing a couple of uh, roles and shot calling i think is is changing as well or, or they were playing around with that the last week or so so that is something that <laughs> changing that this close is a little scary but we'll see um that's why we play these out that's why we watch this because i i say gale force Zexter says not gale force so we'll have to see and i think it, i think they'll all be really really good series um going into uh this weekend but we have eu to talk about as well uh we already know all about Fnatic and Dig. They got to uh, BlizzCon. Um, expert solidifying themselves at 8 and 6 for that spot on the uh, playoffs. So they have the first spot on the playoffs. 
and they'll be uh, they'll be waiting at the end of the bracket to play for that final BlizzCon spot from EU. But we do have first up Team Liquid versus Team Wish, which I believe is formerly Team Zealots. Am I correct on that? You are correct. Okay. Okay. Team Wish versus Team Liquid, and uh, both I the the bottom bottom three of the playoffs are all six and eight, I believe, which which makes things really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. This is a really hard one to call. Team Liquid has not looked nearly as good as they have in the past. Um, and Zealots has been, I don't know. <laughs> you can say that about, I feel like, all these, these three teams that are staying at 6 and 8. You know, it, it's kind of a sad thing. I was listening to um, kind of a conversation that Bakery had, and I absolutely agree with it, is that the the situation that happened with zealots and the zealots player um it really didn't punish the player as much as it punished their team because their team could have been in that third spot without those last two losses that they suffered because of what the incident that happened so going forward for them with this this new mindset are they going to start over is it going to help them or is it going to hurt them in the long run because the whole team suffered for that and it's kind of sad to me well, as long as ETC doesn't just sit there and do nothing, they have a chance. <laughs> so you're saying I mean, there's a chance. He got punished, and the punishment was fine. I think the team, the, the, they lost because their teammate, their member, somebody who was supposed to represent the organization, represent the team, was being an idiot. So I don't think there's anything wrong with them losing games. So you think it's okay to punish the entire team for yeah. one player? You're part action. of a team. You're Outside not a single player. Outside of team action. Yeah. I don't care who you are. You are part of that team. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You have to oh, understand how, that your uh, actions are based. That's how traditional sports are. Yeah, no, and it's in it's codified in the Blizzard HGC rules that you are to maintain professional behavior in and out of the game. No, I understand that, but they're punished more than he is because of that. Because yeah. they didn't do that, so they're being punished because their their sub player that they didn't practice with had to deal with this, and they had to Every... deal with working with somebody else. So they're getting more of the punishment in the end. Yeah, and no, I'm sure the aren't. team will. I, I'm sure the team getting... will take that into consideration. At most, the same amount of punishment because he still gets a loss on his record. But yeah. he also didn't get to play. The, the thing is, though, he he acted like a jerk, and you can't stop someone from acting like a jerk. Like you can't, you can't like if you're if you're part of a team and one person just starts acting like a jerk, you just gotta roll with it. It, it sucks that the whole team is punished, but what are you gonna do? No one can like control the situation. It's up to that person to not be a jerk, and you can't really screen people who are you know good enough to play on a pro team in hgc on their personalities like i think you have to i mean like it's still like a kind of like a young scene and like traditionally like there's people in like the league scene i follow who are just like who can be kind of toxic and people are like we got to pick him up because he's like the best jungler and it's like it's just not worth it um Mm -hmm. I know right now I don't know how big the the pool of like really good players is, and some of those teams are probably like we got to pick this guy up because he's just really good and that's what we need. But for the, like sustainability of esports, you have to pick more than just the best mechanical player in solo queue. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally agree. It's just it is weird that the damage is more punitive towards the team members who are trying. Though you know what I'm saying? 
Collar yeah. your teammates. <laughs> he, the, he said <laughs> something along the lines of, of maybe fining that teammate or removing that teammate for an entire year so that they can rebuild the team without them. Well, what oh. happens after that year? Do they just, oh, hey, welcome back? Not sure. A fine would have been, it was just like, food for thought. I think a fine would be good. Like yeah. to, mm-hmm. to say like this is an additional like punishment for that specific player. Yeah. Um, but I I still don't have a problem with removing him from that game. I don't yeah, have I a problem with it, but I also see your argument, physical art. Like I understand that the kind of frustration behind that. Um, but mm-hmm. that's that's just unfortunate part of playing a uh, team game. Yeah. I mean, regardless of if they had maybe won those two games, I still think that expert has the best chance out of the four. Mm-hmm. Yep. Expert, in my opinion, def- definitively the third best team in Europe. Yeah, I, I really... A... Go ahead. Would, would you... I was just going to say, Liquid has a habit of suddenly showing up at lands and, like, tournament play and anything that's <laughs> not just week-to-week league. Mm-hmm. Like, Liquid is suddenly money sometimes, so I... And expert has a history of choking. I love expert, but man, do they do they mess up in the big moments sometimes. And EU, I feel like it's a lot less predictable than than NA because yeah. in the middle you got tricked esports who either look like one of the best teams in the world sometimes, or they look like they they should be in the crucible. <laughs> like they are such a Jekyll and Hyde team. And but here. That's understandable when you're playing against, like, Fnatic and stuff, but, like, when it's these three, I can't tell you confidently how I feel about Tricked Out Esports. They, they're they either the best team or they're just going to get rolled by a team they shouldn't lose to. Mm-hmm. Well, here's here's my thought, and this, this makes it pretty simple for me. Um, considering the length of time some of these teams have been together, if your team Liquid... You have this thing falling around you called a curse. <laughs> uh... And it seems that curse is currently active for them. Willie was not paid by Steve. No. But, like, they... I I don't think Liquid wins. I, It'll probably go 3-2. But I, I definitely won't be surprised if Team Liquid. This isn't the same Team Liquid that went undefeated, you know, the first, you know, half of Phase One and going into Phase Two during the regular mm-hmm. season. Western Clash uh, not included. Um, but like whoever, it's kind of it's kind of like what Charlie said. Whoever faces Trick, Trick is either going to show up and just thoroughly drum them. <laughs> or they're just gonna get bodied free, and then they're just gonna lose to whoever. Uh, and Team America it's just gonna beat that winner anyways. So I mean, really yeah, we I'm could kinda, just call call kinda, this done and I'm just kinda send. I'm kind of here. Like, yeah, I definitely feel like Team Expert. They've been more consistent throughout the year. They they played it. What was it? Western Clash. Yeah, they took second at Western Clash, which is no, you know. Really, we can say they took first because Fnatic is just not fair right now. Fnatic's not a Western team; they're a world team now. Yeah, they're they're. 
Like, Fnatic is not even on this planet currently. They're currently exiting the solar system. That's how (laughs) far above Fnatic is, above everybody else right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, the problem with Tricked is they don't show up two games in a row. You will get one amazing game out of them, and then Clown Fiesta-level nonsense out of them the next. Like, they don't show up two in a row. Excuse so, me, sir. That is a trademark term for North America. The I meant what I said. <laughs> uh, I meant ex- the wrong I, region. The, huh? It's a tricky sports in the wrong region. Exactly. Yeah. Oh That's my what, Yes. That's the joke. <laughs> um, but like a team expert, like first through third is is one level. Oh, okay, fanatic. Then second and third is one like two different levels and then like there's a gap the size of the atlantic ocean between tricked liquid and team wish like expert just beats all of these like teams just free like there's no way any of these three i, I don't know about free close. no it's gonna be a 3-0 and it's gonna be silly here's here's carl's pessimistic predictions for um, NA and EU uh, Somebody coined uh, that <laughs> Alright NA don't matter because they're, None of them are anywhere close to the top two NA teams And the top two NA teams don't perform well On an international stage anyways And then most of the EU ones don't matter Because Expert is a lot better than everybody else There you have it And get off his lawn <laughs> Yes I, oh I'm my so goodness. sad. There's not a. Uh, there's not a, a. I can't find a synonym for uh, pessimistic that starts with K. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But, but uh, interestingly enough, um, I know we we almost we really don't talk about uh, the Korean side of things, but Tempest is in the uh, playoffs as well on the Korean side of the bracket. Um, they're, they're the final boss, uh, so to say, um, with MVP Black and L5 having already qualified. L5, the winners of last BlizzCon, they are punched their ticket to defend uh, their title, and that should be interesting. Yeah, and from what I – like, because I wake up early enough to catch the, the, the backside of, like, Korea games – MVP mm-hmm. Miracle is not going to do it. Team Blossom's definitely not going to do it. Mighty sure as hell isn't going to do it. Um, so yeah, this is <laughs> this is really Tempest's Tempest's uh, to lose. Yeah, bid to lose. Like I, I really don't see it. Them messing this up. Like probably I don't. I, I for them to lose this. Like Hong Kano is going to have to like fall asleep the keyboard like literally and maybe Hyde has an aneurysm oh my goodness and and then and then maybe mighty will have a chance because i'm gonna be honest like mvp miracle should be a crucible team but exists and they are by like i minute i thought you were making that up no, nope. it, that's, no, that's no, her name. It's Err. I actually forgot about that team. How does Wolf? How does Wolf pronounce that over on the <laughs> English cast? I want to know. They, I think he just says Triple R. Triple R. I remember. Okay. 
Um, that doesn't roll off the top. I, like, think, I think even in death could just have a field day with Ur. <laughs> like that's how oh bad my goodness. this team is. That's not. That's not a knock on even in death because they did show a lot of improvement. And I, <laughs> I, I hope for, they're gonna play Heroes Hearth, and I'm really sorry, guys. But they have the same record, except for Ur did it in Korea, and even in death did it in NA. <laughs> I, no, that doesn't mean anything. That's that's all Flame has to say. And is seven and thirty-nine on a eight-game loss streak. Okay, that doesn't mean anything here. Oh my goodness! I, I, I Even Death gonna... managed to win one more game. They're eight and forty. See, right there. That's all you need. They had, and they took a game off the number one team in NA, the only team to do it. That alone is a moral victory for even in death. It's a moral right. victory. It says nothing about their actual skill level. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> but uh, Ur, Ur is easily the worst team I've ever watched. Like you watched, watched our, our five stack replays, right? I think we could take. <laughs> no. No, I'm. Just, I I can't. I can't, uh. I have nothing positive to say about these. Guys. Like about their play at all, like the fact that they won <laughs> is boggling to me. Oh my goodness! All like, right, I don't, I don't even remember who they won against, but I think it, it, it might have been MVP Miracle or uh, Raven because Raven's pretty awful too, if I'm honest. But enough of my Korean rant. But yeah, tons of HEC to be watching this weekend. I'm super excited, and then the week after. Um, right when we have our show next week is HEC Open Playoffs, um, which we're hoping to cast, but we'll we'll see if we get some of those games. Anyways, um, yeah, we've had a pretty long show, so I think we're gonna start closing things out. But uh, before we do, make sure to check us out on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/HeroesPower. If you like what we're doing, want to support what we are doing, you can do so there. There's all sorts of rewards over there won't read them to you you can go check them out for yourself and see what they are uh helps out with the all the sword costs with running this show with uh different hosts having different hardware and all sorts of stuff five different hosts it gets a little crazy uh helps keep us keep this ship sailing um and we truly appreciate you guys listening to us and uh being uh patrons make sure to review us on itunes and google play five star reviews absolutely help the show um get exposed to more people and uh, if you like the show, go ahead and uh, take a few minutes out of your day to go do that. And we would super appreciate it. Uh, check out blizzpro.com, our, uh, our parent, our host of uh, our, our show, uh, doing a really great job of uh, helping us out throughout the years. But yeah, check out blizzpro.com to hear the newest episodes and stay up to date on all the current Blizzard news, including the Battle.net app that came out for iOS and Android today. So you can chat on the go if you want. How exciting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check out youtube.com slash blizzpro for uh, old episodes of the Heroes Power, including our illustrious Illidan episode from many years ago. Honestly, just wow. this is just randomly and off-topic. Well, not really off-topic, but if they want to make that Blizzard app really cool, they should put in the emojis from Heroes. There we go. They free advice they should, from us. You know what? You know what else they should put in there? An invisible mode. Yes. Yes. 
Uh, also, we're on Discord, discord.blizzpro.com. Come check us out there. Chat with us throughout the week. Find people to play games with, etc. Um, and check out our other pr- uh, shows on the Blizz Pro Network. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific is West March Workshop. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Pacific is Payload Podcast. Mondays at 7 p.m. Pacific is Well Met. And Arcane Analysis comes out in audio form only. Uh, final thoughts before we head off um, on our way. Um, what was that? Goodness. I dropped my ring. <laughs> okay. Uh, Balrog Finn, BP, where can people find you? What are you up to this week? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. If you want to fight me in Marvel vs. Capcom, I got, uh, I got it on PS4, so if anybody wants to play that, feel free to hit me up. I play Windjammers, too. Uh, I play Heroes, if asked to play Heroes. I, you'll never just see me on Heroes, like, by myself. I need mm-hmm. to be invited to Heroes, so. Yeah. If you want to play Heroes with me, just send me an invite, and I'll, I'll, I'll probably log on if I'm not working. There you go. And have... check out Nexus oh, Commentaries. Yeah, Nexus we're, Commentaries. We're casting Cheer League. We've got a big announcement coming, and uh, we're doing HTC Open. We're doing a ton of stuff, so uh, head on over to Nexus Commentaries and hit that follow button, and we will bring you as much amateur action as we possibly can because we want to make sure all this stuff on the lower team uh, on the uh, on the lower side of HTC gets its uh, gets its casting done as well. So that's our project. There we go. Zexterus, how about you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Zexterus. You can uh, follow me on Twitch. I'll probably be streaming that that little experiment I'm doing um, at Zexterus Heroes on Twitch. Again, check out Nexus Commentaries. We're streaming the uh, D1 semifinals between uh, Rixer for Kids and AD Easy, I believe. Um, Rixer for Kids still undefeated. Yada yada. Yep, definitely got a big announcement coming up. Uh, project I've been working on putting together. Everyone's been coming together real nice on it, and I appreciate everybody's help. So definitely check that out Thursday. Um, we may have another project coming up on Wednesday nights with uh, me and I believe P Flame. So uh, yeah. Uh, Check us out tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific, Nexus Commentaries. There you go. Go check that out and support uh, that project from Sex and Balrog Fan and PFMG and everyone else involved in that project. Uh, Physical Art, how you're, about you? You're involved in I, t- with it too, baby. I, I know, I know. <laughs> if, uh, if you decide to stream that project you're working on, make sure to message me so I can bring popcorn for next time because that was very entertaining really um, I just want to <laughs> thank everyone for uh, coming to watch the interview and if you did like the interview or if you have suggestions for the next one or requests for a certain player as I am fortunately attending BlizzCon and I'm hoping to meet with some of the others and try to get more interviews while I'm there maybe even some of the Australian or New Zealand teams since the time difference is a little difficult to schedule um, send us a message on Twitter and I will work on that cool so yeah go ahead and uh, do that but I got one more thing too. yeah go ahead hashtag bring Hearthstone to heroes we need more Hearthstone representation in Heroes. We need the Innkeeper. We need Bear Shark. We need Aya Blackpaw. And we need Don Honcho. Bring Hearthstone to Heroes. There you go. I would definitely like Aya in Heroes. Not not the... Uh, get, yeah, a Ninja not, Panther? Not, it would be awesome. She'd throw exactly. shurikens. She's got a sword. 
There you she go. She writes herself. Much summon better summon than Jade's. Don't make me play another panda, please. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, it no. was painful enough getting that no. portrait. What I want, what I really want, is Don Hancho because that is Chogal with a Tommy gun. That is amazing. <laughs> there Let's you go. do that. <laughs> and a three-piece suit. Did we get to Carl? Not yet. P Flav G. Where can people Sorry. find you? What are you up to this week? Uh, I mean, anytime I'm streaming is going to be on the Nexus Commentaries channel or on this one. Um, bring Warcraft maps to Heroes. <laughs> yes. Warsong Gulch. I would love Warsong Gulch. Um, or it's just anything. I captured the and black Overwatch and Heroes. Hashtag, uh, hashtag <laughs> stop Overwatch. No, they, oh, I just had a brilliant idea. They need to bring Alteric Valley as a brawl. I don't know what that means. For a brawl, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, if they did like a special kind of brawl thing, that'd be fun. Yeah. What what is Alteric Valley? Is that just kill everybody mode? It's uh, where Alliance always wins. Pretty much, yeah. That and it's 40 versus 40. Yes. I'm sure that would totally work in Heroes Engine. PvE element. (laughs) No. <laughs> Three day ongoing brawl. Thank you, chat. I appreciate that. The brawl is still going. But yeah, uh, as for myself, uh, I'm DJ Shannon. Follow me on Twitch and Twitter. Uh, but yeah, we've uh, we've gone almost an hour and a half tonight. Really great uh, show. This has been episode 119 of the Heroes Power, brought to you by BlizzPro.com. Make sure to follow the show on Heroes Power Hour on Twitter. Check us out on Patreon.com/slash Heroes Power as well. Past episodes uh, on video are up on youtube.com slash blizzpro. We will see you next week. And in the Nexus, make sure to stay tight.